Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Tom Short. I'm glad to have you along with me today on Thursday, April 8th. I think we have a great day planned. I hope you are expecting great things. A special welcome if you're new today. And if you are, I hope you subscribe and hit the notify button and like the podcast and uh, tell your friends about it and let's help spread the word. So I have a question. Do you think God wants us to be happy? I ask this question because today's command, we're going through the commands of Christ, and today's commandment is found in Matthew 5 and verse 12. Jesus is talking about when we're persecuted, and he says this. We'll start with verse 10. Blessed are those who've been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. That's quite a thought to think about. When you're being persecuted, reviled, rejected, rejoice, that's a command of God, isn't it? It's a command of God to rejoice and be glad, even when things are going so negatively in our life, when we're being mistreated in this way. So does God want us to be happy? I mean, it's almost like, is this a little sadistic? Is God saying, you know, when things go bad, I want you to be happy anyway? You know, like, what is going on here? Well, I think my answer to the question, I would say yes. God does want us to be rejoicing. It's a command of God. Keep a good attitude. Keep your head up. Keep a smile on your face. Keep hoping. Keep rejoicing. We rejoice in life when things go well for us. That's just, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we rejoice when there's victories. We rejoice when we win. We rejoice when things are positive. And there's nothing wrong at all with doing that. It's not like God wants us to be so stoic that we're never happy when things go well and sometimes we're just tough uh, and we tough it out when things don't go well. I think what God is saying is keep perspective. Jesus is telling us here that we are to keep perspective, that some of the things that we would rejoice in, some of the things that we, excuse me, that we might not rejoice in, actually, they seem like defeats when in reality, they're victories. That's his point. When you're being persecuted for Christ, it might seem like you're on the losing end. It might seem like things aren't going well. It might, you know, I remember one of the first, some of the first times I was ever persecuted. Remember the, one of the, the, one of the times on campus, this is early on in my time of preaching on campus at the University of Maryland, and there was a particular day, it's still painful to me, shall I say, and it's like the hecklers were getting the best, they, they were controlling the crowd, they were shouting me down, and I remember walking off campus feeling like I had really failed that day. The persecution was immense that day, the, the, the disagreement, the people shouting me down, uh, the, the, the arrogance, they, you know, they, they'd won the crowd over in some ways. And they were, you know, cracking jokes on me and everybody's laughing. 
And I remember walking off campus feeling like, boy, I'd really failed God today. I'd really blown it. I'd, I'd not had a good day. I'd, I'd, not, I'd not won. I'd not prevailed. I didn't feel as if I'd sinned or if I'd done anything wrong, but I had not won the day. And it felt like everybody was against me. And I was walking off campus. This verse came to my mind and another verse. You know, Romans 8, chapter 8 came to my mind that, that nothing can separate us from the love of God, even persecution in that list, neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor tribulation nor persecution can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And I thought of this verse where it says, Rejoice and be glad when you're persecuted, reviled in my name. Not that we want to be reviled, not that we want to be persecuted, but what we're reminded is that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Even the worst of circumstances, even the worst of persecution, even if people turn on us and hate us, and no one wants that. But he's reminded us to keep an eternal perspective. Your reward in heaven is great. It might look like you're losing. It might look like you've lost something here. But understand, there is a reward in heaven, and it's a reward that's great because this is how they treated the prophets who came before us. And Jesus talked in a similar way in Luke chapter 10. He had sent the 70 out on a mission, verse 17, and the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They were happy about this. And by the way, there's nothing happy, nothing wrong with being happy about that. They had seen spiritual victories. They'd seen demons cast out. They'd seen people delivered. They had seen victory. And they were happy about it. They returned with joy. And Jesus was happy. And he said to him, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall injure you. And so there's a, this is a happy moment of spiritual victories. Nevertheless, he said, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. But rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Luke 6, verse 20, or Luke 10, verse 20. I used to think like, well, we should never be happy even when we had earthly victories. I don't think that's what he's saying here. I think what he's saying is there will be times we have victories on, on earth. There will be times it looks like we have defeats. Be careful that in all your times, whether you're rejoicing, whether things go well for us here or they don't go well, keep in mind the greater reality. The greater reality is that our names are recorded in heaven. We're going to heaven. My goodness, stop and think about that, my friend. Paul said momentary light affliction is producing for us internal weight of glory. Just think about that for a moment. Life can be filled with its challenges. Life can be filled with persecution. At times it would look like we in the kingdom of God might be losing. But remember, Jesus is reminding us, your name's written in the book of life. Your name's recorded in heaven. Your reward is going to come one day in the future. I often think of anything that goes well for us here on earth, that's just icing on the cake. Our real reward is one day in the future. Our real reward is eternal. Our real reward is when, we, when we're seated with Jesus in glory forever and ever and ever. That's what we really work for. And if God gives us blessing here on earth, if God gives us victory here on earth, that's icing on the cake. 
So should we be happy when things go well for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're human beings. We want to win. We want things to go well. We should be happy. But I think what he's wanting to remind us is keep God's perspective. But sometimes it looks like on earth things aren't going well for us, but they are in eternity. That even though it looks like a loss here, we have a great reward stored up for us in heaven. We should we should rejoice in the things that God, that make God happy. And at the con and, and with that at the same time, we want to be people who are grieved with the things that make God sad. As I think of this commandment to rejoice, this commandment to be glad. And it is an act of faith when we're persecuted. And and by the way, that day walking off campus, I just chose to rejoice. I chose to rejoice. I remember another time, maybe this was one of the earliest times I was ever persecuted. This was in high school. I won't go into the whole story, but we had kind of organized this opportunity to share the gospel with this whole big class during a kind of a mini assembly that we were having. And uh, uh, the teachers didn't like it. And they, we didn't do anything wrong. But it, uh, the word spread that we had, and we hadn't. We'd asked permission, and granted, it's just some teachers didn't realize it, and uh, that others had. Anyway, bottom line, some people in school were upset with us. And I remember this one girl just really laid into me. She saw me in the hallway. I can't believe you did that. You embarrassed the school. You know, just, I can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just really laid into me. And she kind of steamed off angry. And as she walked, I thought, what do I do with this? I mean, here, have I ruined my testimony? I don't think so. Have I done something wrong? I don't think so. And it struck me, rejoice and be glad. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 23, it says, rejoice, be glad, and leap for joy. What do you do? Well, I decided as she turned and walked away, and uh, you know, and and she didn't see me do this. I didn't want to insult her, but I literally thought, "What do I do?" I jumped for joy because I got a reward in heaven that day. And you know what? That was probably that's probably forty-five years ago, and I still got it. I still got that 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 um, reward. It's still there. It's waiting for me in heaven. And likewise, when you serve God, when you suffer for God, when you, when you stand for God, whenever, whatever you do, you've got a reward in heaven, and God will never forget it. It's never going to fade away. It's never going to be gone. It'll be there for you forever. So the key thing is we want to have God's perspective. Sometimes what looks like a loss here on earth is actually really a victory. And the things that make God happy, we want to be rejoicing in. And the things that grieve God, we want to be sad in. I, as I was thinking about this concept of rejoicing in the Lord, my mind couldn't help but go to Luke 15, where Jesus tells the story of the, the shepherd who lost one sheep, the woman who lost one of her ten coins, and the father who lost one of his two sons. And when the man, when the shepherd found his one of the hundred and one had gone astray. And when he found that sheep, he came back rejoicing. And Jesus said, there'll be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 righteous who need no repentance. And indeed, when the woman found her lost coin, she rejoiced. She had 10 coins and she lost one and she rejoiced that she found it. She looked and looked and looked and looked. And indeed, when the prodigal son came back, the father was filled with joy. 
not he didn't have a son back as a slave he killed a fattened calf put a robe upon him put a ring on his finger my son who was dead is now alive and so as we rejoice we do want to rejoice and you know we, we don't want to be so stoic that we don't, we're not happy if our team wins or not happy if we get a raise at work. No, the, we see these things. These are wonderful. We can rejoice in them. But our ultimate rejoicing, <clears throat> our ultimate rejoicing is in the things that will have eternal significance. That lost soul gets saved. That reward in heaven because I, I suffered for Christ. I stood up for him. I, the, the, the reward that comes from being made more and more like Christ. These are the things that last forever. And this is what we want to rejoice and be glad in. And you know what? These things never change. This is why we can rejoice always, as it says in Philippians 4. We can rejoice always because the things that should be the, the foundation of our joy, the real, the real meat potatoes of our joy, shall we say, are things that are eternal and unchanging. Your name's not going to get erased from the book of life. It's there. It's written in there. Things here on earth, the things that, shall we say, the icing on the cake, the extras, they come and go. Sometimes our circumstances aren't good, but our name's not erased from the book of life. Sometimes we suffer loss, but our name's not erased from the book of life. And so the, let's be careful that we don't want to be up and down. You know, if our, if our joy is based on our circumstances, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And we can be like on a spiritual roller coaster, up and down, up and down. And our emotions are, are jerked about. But if our hope is in eternal life, our hope is that our name is written in the book of life, our focus is on the rewards that God is storing up for us in heaven, we can lead a steady life of continual joy, filled with the Spirit, filled with joy, because those things, and that's what really matters, and that never changes. Amen? Let's pray about this. Father in heaven, we thank you for the eternal realities that are ours in Christ. We thank you, Lord, there are rewards for us in heaven that will never grow old. They won't, they won't deteriorate. They won't be stolen away. Lord, I, I, I can't remember the last time I even thought about that time in high school, way back in high school where, <clears throat> where I was persecuted by that girl. I've forgotten all about that, Lord. But you haven't. And, and, and there was a reward that was granted on that day, and it will be there forever. And someday, Lord, when I go to heaven, and when I stand before you, and you give the rewards for faithful service to you, that will, you, you will have remembered that, even though I would have forgotten. Thank you, Lord. Our lives are filled with this. Thank you, Lord, that, that there are rewards and, and, and for, for acts of service, for being persecuted, for standing for you, for for times we opened our mouth and said something, the rewards, Lord, they're, they're great. And no one's ever going to take them away. Thank you. We thank you. Our name is written in the book of life. And, that's, and it's not going to be erased. Father, we pray for grace that in the ups and downs of our circumstances here in life, sometimes we have great victories. Sometimes we have losses. Sometimes we have things to encourage us. Sometimes, Lord, things would discourage us. Sometimes things go well, sometimes they don't. I pray, Father, that in the midst of all those things that you would help us to rise above our circumstances, whether things are going well or not, to rise above and to fix our hope on the grace that we brought when Christ returns to us, to remember 
that our names are written in the book of life, to remember that we have eternal life. We're saved, we're redeemed, we're forgiven. We're children of God. And the things that matter most, the things that, these other things matter, but the things that matter most can never be taken away. The things that matter most are always ours in Christ. They're they're there now, and they'll be there for eternity. Thank you for that. Father, I pray that we would be men and women who rise above our circumstances. I pray that no matter what happens, we'd have poise, spiritual poise, spiritual faith, confidence. I pray, Father, that even when we are, when things such as we're being persecuted, help us to have your perspective. Help us, Father, to rejoice in the things that make you happy and be grieved in the things that grieve you. Help us to rejoice whenever that lost soul is saved. That person comes back, that backslider repents. Help us, Lord, to be filled with joy from this. Help us to be grieved when it seems like someone you care about and love goes astray. Lord, break our heart with what breaks yours and fill us with joy with the things that that cause you to rejoice. Give us this perspective. Help us, Lord, to live life. This does not mean mean we're so heavenly minded, we're of no earthly good. That's not true. Lord, when we have your perspective in life, we will be a blessing to others here on earth and, and, and into eternity. So fill us with this perspective. And Lord, today we pray often here that you would fill us with the joy of the Lord. This is our strength. You said in Nehemiah 8 that, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Father, I just know the devil wants to steal it away from us. And, and the world wants to steal away our joy. Or wants to give us a false happiness in something that doesn't satisfy. A fake happiness. Lord, help us to be people who are filled with the joy of the Lord. Are filled with the joy of the Lord. And our heart overflows with the joy of the Lord. Father, give us this perspective. Help us to be triumphant, victorious people. Help us, Father, to remember that which is eternal. And help us to be people that no one can steal away our joy. They did, the world doesn't, Lord, if the world gives us our joy, they can take it away. But you gave us our joy. And so the world can't take it away. Thank you for that. Today, Lord, help us rise above any circumstance that would steal away that joy. Help us to rejoice and be glad this day because we've fixed our hope on that which is the victory in heaven. We ask these things. Give us an opportunity to display this joy and to attract people to Christ. I pray, Father, for many lost sheep to be saved. Lord, in our country... In our culture, it's not like there's a hundred sheep and one went astray. Sometimes we feel like, Lord, most of them have gone astray. Help us to capture those lost sheep and bring them back. We pray for repentance, revival, great salvation in our land. We ask for this in Jesus' name. We pray your word would go forth powerfully in our land, victoriously. And people, so many people are discouraged, depressed, saddened in our day. Might they be one to Christ Might they find the joy of the Lord, and might they see it in us. We pray these things and bless you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Rejoice today in the Lord. It's an act of faith. Rejoicing in the Lord is an act of faith. 
it's a, it's, it takes a mental discipline to remind ourselves not to be preoccupied with some of Earth's trials, difficulties, losses, and hardships. They're right in front of us. You can't ignore them. And we're not called to ignore them. We're called to rise above them. We're called to remember that, that we have something greater. Are there losses here on Earth? Yes. Are they painful? Of course. Are they real? Certainly. But remember, our victories are even greater. That's what we need to do. Keep that perspective. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Be glad. Praise the Lord. You and I, we're going to have rewards in heaven. God sees us. Every day we're showing up here. We're getting his word. We're asking him to change our lives. Uh, he's doing it. He's doing it. I've been talking to some of you, that, and, and God is He's changing. He's changing attitudes, perspective, faith. And so hang in there. Stay with me day after day. Let's be getting in God's word and allowing it to change us from the inside out. Amen? Amen. So thanks again. Uh, again, welcome. I'm glad you're here, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. You have a great day. Rejoice in the Lord, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, 830, right here. God bless you. Bye-bye.